Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, Ryan here. The Somewhere in the Skies podcast is a labor of love every week. And with that comes many different costs to keep the show running. That's where our Patreon campaign comes in. You give what you think the show is worth. There's different rewards available all the time, including shoutouts on the show, early editions of main episodes, bonus episodes and content, and very soon, monthly patron hangouts, where we sit back and chat all things UFOs. So I hope you'll consider becoming a Patreon subscriber today. To learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Thank you for your support and keep looking up. As a general rule, when someone is visited by a gray, they find themselves paralyzed, unable to move any part of their body, except perhaps their eyes. Don't worry, they often say telepathically. We won't hurt you. For every rule, however, there are exceptions. In some rare outlying cases, witnesses are able to break free from their paralysis And in a few of these cases, witnesses react by attacking their kidnappers, punching them in the face, choking them around the neck, or getting into some sort of physical altercation. And it happens more often than you might think. Alien abductions are most often a very intrusive and terrifying experience for the person being abducted, but... According to some accounts, there are those rare instances when an abductee fought back. And it was just as terrifying for the alien Grey itself. These are their stories. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Perhaps one of the most famous examples of punching a gray alien comes from Travis Walton, a woodcutter from Arizona. You may know his story from the film Fire in the Sky. On November 3rd, 1975, Travis and six other men encountered a UFO hovering at treetop levels in the Sitgreaves National Forest. While the others stayed in their pickup truck, Travis got out and ran under the object. He was struck by a beam and subsequently taken on board the craft. Missing for five days, 
Travis Walton finally returned with an incredible story. His experience of meeting greys and human-like ETs is very well known in UFO lore. And one of the most unusual aspects of his case is that he claims to have physically fought with the ETs. After being struck by the beam of light, Travis woke up and initially thought he was in a hospital. Now the movie, Fire in the Sky, was not exactly accurate when it came to what happened next. Only after seeing that he was lying on a table surrounded by greys, did Walton react. Here he is, explaining what happened in those harrowing moments. In the movie, there's a little bit of striking on the part of the aliens uh, against me. Uh, that didn't happen. I lashed out at them. The one closest to me, I, I felt really weak. I didn't have enough strength to, to do much. So when I, my arm contacted him, he just fell back very unexpectedly easy into the other one. And I rolled off the table in the other direction. And uh, they came around the table and the three of them were coming towards me. And I just grabbed something from behind me, an object off of the uh, shelf there, and started swinging it at them. It was just some large, uh, long cylinder or rod, uh, glass, some clear material. I wasn't studying it. I was looking at them and swinging wildly, screaming threats. They stopped, and I was planning on attacking more fully, just making way past them. The only doorway I could see was on the other side of them. The rest of the Travis Walton experience is quite incredible and complex. To hear the entire story in Travis's own words, I'd highly recommend checking out the documentary, Travis, The True Story of Travis Walton. There'll be a link in the show notes. So back to punching aliens... Could it be that the Greys are physically weak and fragile? Consider this next case from the files of the Mutual UFO Network. Around 4am on April 5th, 2017, a young man from Del Valle, Texas, was woken by the sound of his family's dogs barking. Overcome with some weird feeling, he searched the house, checking the room where his mom and her boyfriend slept. He was shocked to see two greys, each about six feet tall, standing by the beds. At the same time, another grey came floating in through the window. The witness stated the following to MUFON investigators. My first reaction was to grab the nearest one. I flipped him and punched him in the head. The other figure grabbed me. I turned and swung and punched him in the head. As soon as I looked back at the third figure, it was floating back out the window. Both my mom and her friends started to float up, and I blacked out. I woke up back in bed sweating, panting heavily, and my fists were red in pain. The dogs were barking real violently outside. Another case of a person punching a gray comes from MUFON field investigator Ben Moss. The witness is Sarah, which is a pseudonym a young woman from Virginia. One evening in 2010, Sarah was driving home from work when a triangular-shaped object dropped from the sky and hovered about 25 feet over her car. 
The object was about 20 feet long, totally silent, with white lights on the corners, and a single red light in the center. It paced her car for about half a minute, then took off straight up into the air. Sarah had never seen a UFO before, but both her father and her grandmother had. It looked as though they were following her family, including herself. Evidence about this would come out some six years later. On October 17, 2016, Sarah was alone in bed. It was around 4 a.m., and her husband had just left for work. Sarah was suddenly awoken by a strange shuffling of footsteps coming from the back of her house. She wondered if it was an intruder, but at the same time had an awful feeling that it might be the Greys. Slowly, the footsteps came closer. Terrified, Sarah lay motionless in bed. Suddenly, the intruder was in the room. She felt three small figures grab her and try to pull her from her bed. Sarah immediately began to fight. It was very hard for me to get my right arm free, but I did, and I started fighting and punching them as much and as hard as I could. I made contact with the bottom of my fist on one of them a few times, and I remember that it almost felt like I was hitting a rubbery tire-like material, but it wasn't as dense of a material as a tire is. It was like a mix of flesh and rubber. They suddenly let me go, and I got my feet under me. Sarah got back into bed, terrified and angry. A few seconds passed when she suddenly blacked out. The next thing that I remember is my alarm going off in the morning to wake me up for work. I noticed that I had a lot of pain and soreness all over my body, almost like severe aching muscles and joints from a bad flu. I felt like I had a lot of bloating and inflammation in my body as well, and had a bad headache. It took approximately two weeks to recover from the physical effects. When I saw things that had been knocked on the floor by the bed during the fight with them earlier, I just began crying, because it was a reminder that what had happened was real. While Sarah was able to punch the aliens, she wasn't able to prevent herself from being taken. Only a few months after the encounter, she went under hypnosis and recalled a full-blown abduction by the Greys. Perhaps a classic case of a human-alien fistfight comes from researchers Don Worley and Anne Druffel. The main witness, Patsy Wingate of Knoxville, Tennessee, has had many encounters with greys throughout her life. One winter evening in 1985, Patsy woke up in the middle of the night to see three greys enter her bedroom through the wall. Patsy, Patsy, who was pregnant, mentally shouted to the greys, Leave me alone. When the greys continued to advance, she became enraged. Anne Druffel, who interviewed Patsy, stated the following about what she was told by Patsy. She jumped out of bed and ran toward them, attacking the one in the center, who was slightly taller than the other two. Without thinking, she seized its neck and squeezed firmly. To her astonishment, the thin neck snapped and the entity's oversized head fell onto its back. She heard the sound of its neck snapping. Patsy was horrified. She had only meant to stop the E.T., not kill it. Its neck just broke like a twig. 
and its head fell straight backward. Now, the other two got this look on their faces like, huh? You could see their eyes lift slightly in surprise. It was like, how did she do that? Like, how come we couldn't stop her? The two other greys scooped up their fallen companion and exited the same way they had arrived, through the wall. We live our entire lives knowing that death awaits us. Many believe that some part of us endures. Eyewitnesses swear to have seen spirits of the dead haunting the living, and even appearing during alien abductions. Is the UFO mystery reaching out to us from beyond the stars, or from beyond the grave? This staggering implication demands not only scrutiny of the UFO phenomenon, but near-death experiences, ancient monuments, ley lines, the fey folk, cryptids, and more. I'm Joshua Cutchin. I'd like to invite you into the Ecology of Souls, a new mythology of death and the paranormal, a comprehensive theory of all things supernatural framed through the lens of our final transition. Join me as we journey from the depths of prehistory to the present, from the outer space of the cosmos to the inner space of the self. Ecology of Souls, Volumes 1 and 2, now available from Amazon in print and as a combined ebook. Welcome to the Ecology of Souls. Do you like stories of the strange, the weird, and the unexplained? Then we want you to check out Jim Harold's Campfire. The concept is pretty simple. Jim talks to regular people about strange stuff that happens to them. And yes, that includes UFOs, along with cryptids, ghosts, and head scratchers. He doesn't exaggerate or play a lot of spooky music, kind of like I'm doing right now. The stories speak for themselves. Ones like a ghost story involving serial killer Ted Bundy, or the young man who encountered an eight-legged demon. Then there's the story of an alien abduction by what could be considered a reptilian. Now, not all the stories are horrifying. Some are actually pretty heartwarming, like a visit from a past loved one or a peaceful near-death experience. Regardless, these are true and fascinating stories told by ordinary people who've had extraordinary experiences. Tune in to Jim Harold's Campfire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Somewhere in the Skies. And remember, stay spooky. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Another example comes from a witness who went by the name of Tim, a sports instructor from Louisiana. As a boy, Tim had a series of close-up UFO sightings and missing time. He began having dreams at night that he was on board a craft, though he wasn't sure if these were just dreams or actual encounters. The encounters continued into his teenage years. It was during one of these teenage encounters that Tim had a physical altercation with one of the greys. Around age 20, he had another alien dream. Only on this occasion, he had proof that it wasn't a dream at all. It was real. This was his one truly fearful experience. I had what I thought was a dream, where the aliens had taken me up into the spaceship, and they had restrained me on the table, and they left the room. I got loose somehow. They hadn't fully restrained me, and I got loose. And I got up, and I started walking around. And when they noticed I was walking around, well, one of them came at me, and I punched him in the head. His head was soft, like a beanbag almost. When I punched him in the head, he went down. (laughs) I think it killed him. Suddenly, I was fighting several of them. I was fighting them and beating them, physically hitting them. I remember one of them jumping toward me, and he had like three or four fingers on each hand. I remember him jumping toward me, and then I remember seeing like seven or eight other ones right behind him, all coming for me at the same time. And I remember seeing his eyes, his big black eyes, right in front of my face. And I remember going backwards. And that's the last thing I remember. When he woke up, Tim instantly recalled the dream. Then, looking down at his arm, he saw that he was hurt. I had to cut on my arm, like a scratch or a scrape. It took a long time to heal, but it finally did heal up. He wanted to believe that he had hurt himself while sleeping, but he knew it couldn't be true. He couldn't have cut himself that badly. It was one of what would become many encounters for Tim, but this was most definitely the only time he ever punched a Grey in the face. Another case comes from Gary, again a pseudonym. Gary resides in England. When he was a young boy, He and his parents took a vacation from their home in Cumbria. On their return trip, they were followed home by a UFO. They soon began having more UFO sightings. Meanwhile, Gary reported seeing short, dark figures come into his bedroom at night. This would begin a lifelong series of encounters with the Greys. Numerous times throughout his life, Gary found himself paralyzed and floating from his bed and out the window. He had many conscious memories of being on board a UFO. In most of these memories, he was paralyzed or is strangely obedient. 
Sometimes, however, Gary has fought back. On several occasions, Gary woke up to find the Greys in his bedroom or walking around inside the house. While most of his abductions occurred in the middle of the night, Gary recalls one incident from 2016 that occurred in the morning. He walked downstairs, and to his shock, there was a Grey standing in the living room next to the base of the stairs. He instantly remembered an earlier incident when he had come upon a Grey in the living room standing like a scolded schoolboy. On that occasion, Gary had passed out before he had a chance to react. This time, events unfolded just a little bit differently. Gary lunged forward, wrapped his hands around the Grey's neck, and began to choke it. This time, it wasn't as quick, but I was. I grabbed it by the throat. In a single moment, a thousand thoughts went through my head. I remember thinking, how surreal. I've got some creature from another world by the throat. What the hell do I do now? Its skin felt cold, firm, and leathery. It was a split second because then its spindly little arms were spinning around like windmills, desperately trying to get rid of me. It was screaming in my head, Get off me! Get off me now! Without warning, something rushed at Gary from behind. He instantly lost consciousness. That's all I remember. I have no idea what happened after that, where I went, or for how long. I have no idea. But looking back, it's nice to make those bastards panic for a change. More encounters followed this one. Then, during late December of 2018, Gary was lying in bed when he suddenly began to sense the greys coming. Sometimes there's an energy that precedes them, just before they enter the room. I don't know if it's to make it easier for them to move or to subdue me. It's kind of a heaviness. It's hard to explain. The heaviness was strong. If it was meant to paralyze him, it wasn't working but it did let him know that the greys were actually in the room. This time, Gary was ready for them. I waited until it had pulled the covers right back and I punched it in the face. And I can tell you now, they may look small and cute to some people sometimes, but this thing suddenly changed. It was furious. It hissed loudly and lunged for me. Its face changed. Suddenly, it looked nothing like a grey. It looked like something completely different. Its small, narrow mouth went from a tiny slit to a wide, gaping thing with spiky teeth. It was something that, in all intent and purposes, seems to try to come across as innocent, frail and harmless, but in fact has the teeth of a predator for gripping, shredding and ripping. And when I punched it, it was like its mask slipped for a moment, revealing its true identity. I shot up in bed. I thought I was going to die. I threw my fist right back. I was going to punch it through the wall. I thought I was fighting for my life. The experience abruptly ended. Upon waking up, Gary remembered the confrontation, the leathery feel of the grey's skin, the way it had opened its mouth to reveal small, pointed teeth. He was about to punch it again when he passed out. Gary was amazed at how he had been able to fight back against the greys. They were no longer able to paralyze him with their energy. Next time, he vowed to fight back again. Only a few months later, he was lying in bed when he felt their energy fill the room. They were here again. He thought to himself, this time, he wouldn't punch them. He would kick them with more power. As soon as I thought that, I was out cold. I think now, I'm in their bad books. Gary's encounters, unfortunately, continue, even up until today. 
Another case of humans fighting greys comes from Ramon, a now-retired United States Marine officer from Palmdale, California. Starting at age six, Ramon experienced a series of abductions by the greys. More abductions occurred throughout his teenage years, and when he was in his mid-thirties in December of 1982, Ramon had his most extensive abduction, during which he was physically examined, saw hybrid aliens, and so much more. It was during this incident that he got into a physical fight with one of the greys. They were now trying to take him away to be physically examined. Ramon was unable to resist, and he sat down. Out of the air, a tabletop floats right to me over my knees and just stays there. On the table was a petri dish type container. At that moment, a taller gray walked in. It comes over and tries to put a cup over my genitals. They started to take off my shirt and unbuckle my pants. At this point, Ramon broke free from the semi-paralysis and tried to fight them. The gray tells Ramon to calm down and that everything will be okay. It then pushed Ramon back into the chair. Ramon felt a surge of anger. In summoning his marine combat training, he lifted his arms and pushed the gray forcefully down onto the floor. The gray quickly stood back up. Suddenly, Ramon found himself by a half dozen more greys. The main gray tells them to hold Ramon down. They started to push me down into the chair, and I was fighting back. The main gray tried to place a mask-like device over my face, presumably to sedate me so they could finish whatever it is they wanted to do to me. I see the main gray's fingers. They were twice as long as mine and appeared claw-like. That's when I blacked out. Although Ramon didn't know what happened after that, he was happy that if this happened again, he could resist even stronger. These types of accounts of punching aliens are rare, but they do show us that it is possible to physically resist the greys. In fact, researcher Andruffel maintains that there are several methods people can use to defend themselves against alien abduction. Physical resistance is paramount. The ability of an ordinary-sized human to attack and disable a UFO entity. It shows that physical struggle is sometimes possible even in the worst of abduction scenarios and indicates the so-called greys are not physically superior to humans. These cases show us that greys are not invulnerable. They may be mentally powerful and technologically advanced, but physically, they seem to be pretty damn weak. These cases also conform with the greys' intense interest in examining humans and obtaining genetical material. Many abductees have been told that the reason for this is to revitalize their race. Apparently, the greys know that they are physically weak. This would also explain why they almost always render people paralyzed before they approach. Could they actually be somewhat afraid of our defense mechanisms and physical superiority? If humans are truly physically stronger than greys, this information could prove to be very useful during an abduction scenario. That alone makes cases like these, although entertaining, also useful if you find yourself face-to-face with a grey. And you have to decide if you're going to become a part of their experiments, 
or are they going to become your personal punching bag? Nobody truly knows, but the fight goes on somewhere in the skies. This episode was researched and co-written by Preston Dennett. You can learn more about his work at the link in our show notes. Special thanks to our voiceover contributors, Bruce Pretty, Rebecca Young, Darcy Staniforth, Christopher Susi, Vinnie Adams, and Scott Sikora. Links to all of their work can also be found in the show notes. As an independent podcaster, ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping us gain visibility and find new listeners. Please take a few moments to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you get the show. Thank you in advance. We're on Twitter at Summer Skies and Instagram at Summer Skies Pod. Links to our official store and YouTube channel are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, keep your feet on the ground, but never stop searching somewhere in the skies. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.